Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. We will sometimes walk people through the process of making sure that a baby mammal is warmed up to get it back with its parents. Um, the, one of the most important things not to do is feed an animal uh, because that can cause a lot of other issues. Um, sometimes nests will be blown out of trees, squirrels, raccoons, things like that. Um, and as long as those babies are not injured, if it's just happened, if you can clear the area for a little while, a lot of times mom will come and get those babies right at that point. I often say there are a lot of working mothers in the wildlife world. You're out for a hike or a casual jaunt outdoors, and along the way, you come upon, oh no, a bird nest destroyed, and there's a tiny fledgling still alive in the grass. Do you fly into action, scoop the baby in your hands, take it inside and feed it, then drive it off to the nearest wildlife rescue organization? Maybe. But maybe not, because there's a chance you'd be committing what wildlife rehabilitation experts call abduction with intent to rescue. And instead of helping, you could be hurting that baby animal's chance to survive. To talk about why that is, we welcome to the studio Kim Rutledge, Executive Director of the Wildlife Rescue Center in Bowen. Kim, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Your organization rescues thousands of wild animals every year. And much of that happens during baby season, which we are now in. But this year, you are trying to get word out about what people should not do if they find a baby animal. Tell us about what that abduction with intent to rescue note we opened with means. Sure. So abduction with intent to rescue simply means that well, if someone encounters a baby wild animal and they have the absolute best intentions when you, you know, see an animal that you think needs help, it's human instinct to intervene. Um, and sometimes that is necessary, but there are still a lot of misconceptions about wildlife um, that if you find a baby alone, it must be orphaned or that wild parents abandon their young pretty readily. And, and a lot of those things are not true. Mm-hmm. What are some examples of uh, of animals that are not abandoning. They're, the, the parents are off doing something else. They're going to come back. Right. So I I often say there are a lot of working mothers in the wildlife world. Oh. Um, so there definitely are species where both parents help raise young, but there are a lot of species where it will be just the mother who are raising the babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and two perfect examples of those are cottontail rabbits and white-tailed deer. So both of those species are pretty commonly encountered this time of year, and both cases where the mother is going to stay away from those babies most of the time so that she doesn't attract attention to them. Mm -hmm. They don't have a scent. They're pretty well camouflaged. And if you find rabbits or a a fawn and they're by themselves, it's most likely that everything is completely fine. Okay. And is, is it a good idea then to back away and leave some space or... Like, do you stick around or would would that possibly um, prevent 
the the parent from coming back? Yeah. So with with those animals, you do want to give them as much space as possible. Mom's going to come around when she feels like it's safe to do so. Um, And actually with other species as well, like fledgling birds who are not yet flying, but they've left the nest or um, baby squirrels or baby raccoons can be separated from their parents temporarily. But if you can, you know, just leave that area, as long as nobody is super obviously injured, Mm -hmm. um, give the moms a chance to come back, get those babies. Um, These species often have backup nests as well. So with certain animals, maybe their nest was destroyed for mammals in particular. Okay. Um, But they will have another nest and they'll take those babies to to that backup nest. Mm -hmm. What is it that a a person, that is, um, should be looking for when they come upon a baby wild animal that looks like maybe needs some help? What are the steps that you should take? Like, what what are the things on that checklist of, like, what do I do here? Sure. So if you are, you know, there and something happens where you've seen that a nest has been disturbed, a mammal nest we're talking about for right now, um, either a tree was cut down and maybe there was a hollow and now that hollow is exposed, but those babies are in there and they're fine. Or um, sometimes nests will be blown out of trees, squirrels, raccoons, things like that. Um, And as long as those babies are not injured, if it's just happened, if you can clear the area for a little while, a lot of times mom will come and get those babies right at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But the number one thing that you can do if you find a baby animal and you're curious and you, you want to know if you should help is contact a wildlife rehabilitator like the Wildlife Rescue Center mm-hmm. as soon as possible so that we can help you move through that and either rescue those babies, leave them with mom, or sometimes facilitate reuniting them. Mm-hmm. So is there a kind of hotline or? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So there we have our website, mowildlife.org, and a lot of the very, very common information that you need is there under a tab that is, I found an animal. Um, our facility, uh, we are on the phones every day from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., um, seven days a week throughout the busy season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other organizations, World Bird Sanctuary and Wild Bird Rehab, that that help with um, birds of prey and sm- songbirds and things like that. But between the, the three organizations, we cover everything um, very, very well. Okay. We're talking a lot about birds. Does that mean that that baby birds are the ones that are most commonly found and um, you know, abducted with intent to rescue? They, in our experience, our facility takes care of water birds and we take care of mammals, reptiles, and amphibians. Um, it's definitely, you know, something that people commonly see because we have birds in our in our backyards. In our experience, it's the cottontail rabbits and squirrels, raccoons and possums are the ones that we see the most of. Okay. So these are not necessarily animals that are restricted to areas where people are going to be hiking. Like this could be in the suburbs. It could yes. be. This okay. is mostly in the suburbs. So this is, um, you're more likely to find one of these animals in your yard and among these species who have gotten good to living cl- in close proximity to humans. So mm-hmm. almost all of the cottontail rabbits that are brought into our facility, which can be over a thousand a year, mm-hmm. um, are animals that have nested in the yard. So okay. we're very good at helping people work through those situations. Okay. <laughs> One of our listeners sent a tweet saying that some years ago, we had weeks on end of 100 plus degree temperatures in St. Louis. Do we know how many animals in the wild died during that heat event? 
It is not a number that I know off the top of my head. I, you know, will say that whenever there is, you know, very inclement weather, these weather extremes, there are some things that we can do um, to kind of help wildlife get through it by just, you know, something as simple as putting out putting out water. Um, but those are definitely circumstances that wildlife rehabilitators are having to deal with more and more, these um, sort of large events that are impacting a lot of wildlife. Mm-hmm. Now, back to signs and, and things that people should be looking for. What are a few of them that would definitely indicate they need to get in contact with you all because this animal definitely needs help. Yes. So anytime you see an animal who's obviously injured, so any kind of like injuries that you observe, um, with baby animals, if you notice that there are like, if there are flies around the animal, that can be an indicator. Um, If you see little flecks, it almost looks like tiny little grains of rice on an animal, that is fly eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are indicators that we... We look for. Um, we also ask people to send us photos before they will bring an animal in. So that's uh, been really useful. So we okay. can t- tell by looking at a photo if an animal looks dehydrated or because we look at so, so, so many of them. Sometimes we can put an eye on it and see like, yes, it needs to come in or no, you can still try to reunite, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Is there something that a person can do to help you know, a baby animal on their own. So our producer, Danny Wisentowski, said he kind of shared a situation that he had with you. Yeah, what is it that, that a person can do on their own without um, without abduction being part of the picture? Sure. Um, in reuniting, sometimes birds or, or small mammals, you can create makeshift nests to get these animals back with their parents or to fix a, a nest that's been... Um, damaged. Um, We will sometimes walk people through the process of making sure that a baby mammal is warm, uh, warmed up to get it back with its parents. Um, One of the most important things not to do is feed an animal um, because that can cause a lot of other issues. So we're we're always very cautious to say don't feed it. but you can help facilitate that reunite, make sure that the baby's protected from harsh elements and as you're working through what to do. So this weekend is special in that the Wildlife Center's annual open house is happening on Saturday from 11 to 4. Attendees must RSVP. We'll have that link and details on our website at stlonair.show. What is it visitors uh, can expect when they attend this year, Kim? Sure. So this is one of the few times of the year when we have um, what we call the back of the house open. So our animal care areas. We're a wildlife hospital, so we've got lots of animals in care right now, and folks can come in and, and take a look around and see for themselves what we do. Kim Rutledge is executive director of the Wildlife Rescue Center in Bowen. Kim, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And again, that information about the Wildlife Rescue Center's open house this Saturday is on our website at stlpr.org. Today's episode was produced by Avery Rogers and Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group.
you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.